Hey, expats and travelers, welcome to this week's episode sponsored by WorldPost.io, the virtual mailbox service powered by Anytime Mailbox. We'll get to the features and benefits a little later. If you're interested in becoming an expat, whether you're moving to Portugal or another overseas location, I highly recommend you get your finances in order before you move. Yes, it's actually really important that you do it before you go. I know when we first got started, we did not do it that way. But if we knew John McNertney at Green Ocean Global, we would have gone to him as he's someone that is Lisbon-based and he is experienced with expat financial challenges. So he's a go-to person that we recommend. Right, he can help you with long-term investments, financial systems, and international taxes. And he's actually helped us and producer Dan has used him to explore what it would be like to move abroad and see if it would fit his family's current financial situation. I think what's great about him is that he gives you personalized plans. He will look into your unique situation and he'll help you out. And this is honestly what's super necessary because we get tax questions and finance questions on the YouTube channel and literally no background from the person that's asking us the question. So now we've started to point people to John. Right, because everyone is different and everyone has their own unique situation. So you need an expert to help you out. All right, so visit greenoceanglobal.net for contact information and further assistance. Check out the show notes below. Hello, and welcome, my emerging expat. You're tuned in to Let's Move to Portugal. I'm producer Dan, and I have the distinct honor of bringing you YouTube travelers and our resident Portugal experts, expats everywhere's Josh and Kaylee. Each week, they'll inspire, they'll educate, and they'll accompany you on your journey to Portuguese residency. This week on Let's Move to Portugal, Josh chats with Nicole, a lively traveler from Jamaica now based in Boston. But Nicole and her family are packing up to make the move to Portugal. From Jamaica's vibrant culture to Boston's bustling life, Nicole's journey to her new home in Portugal is a thrilling tale of transition and dreams realized in the travel industry. Stick around. Hey, Josh. Hey, Kaylee. Hey, Dan. Hi, Dan. If I remember correctly, you two are getting ready for a long trip to Spain, right? What's on the agenda? We are. Yes, it's coming up this week. Sia keeps asking when we're going on holiday because <laughs> all the kids at school are, I think, going away and some of the teachers and such. And the school will close for the rest of August. Um, this week that is the last week. So she's funny. She keeps asking about holiday when we're going on holiday. They must, they must use the British terms. I think, well, I think she gets, I mean, with certain things she watches, we've got Peppa Pig. True, true. We've got Bluey, right? Yeah. Um, so I think we've got a little of that integration going on in her uh, Which linguistically is much more British influenced. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think they talk about Because we would say vacation. Yes, we would definitely say vacation. And we do say vacation, but she asks about holiday. It's very cute. So that is happening later this week. What's on the agenda for that, Josh? Josh planned the route. Yes, yeah, so we're taking a flight to Bilbao. And the idea is to spend a couple of days uh, in different cities, uh, kind of limiting our drive for our own sanity and Valencia's sanity. So we're renting a car in Bilbao, and then we're going to be driving across the northern part of Spain, um, heading east, and then getting up to Andorra, because that's a country we haven't been to. We'll spend three days in Andorra, and then drop down to Barcelona, 
I think we're only spending like a day or, or maybe two days, two days there, right? In Barcelona, it's a couple days, but we're we're not going like very in center the city. city. We've yeah. been to Barcelona actually several times in this the year. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and we did a video about that on our second channel, but we just decided that Endor will probably be pretty busy. And since that's the end of the trip, we found a nice hotel with a good pool so see it could swim and we could kind of just relax before then fly into Lisbon for the Patreon meetup and the open meetup that'll happen there and then some content that we'll get there. So I think the Barcelona one is a bit less of doing things in Barcelona and more of just relaxing, right? Yeah, and take the listener on the road with us so that we can kind of experience um, Spain, make comparisons between the cities and towns that we're in in Spain to what we see in Portugal. Yeah, we're really excited about that. Sounds awesome. I had a bit of international flair myself this week with my Irish friend visiting from Cork. I've been showing him around Chicago and enjoying the local sites. Cork. Love Cork. Nice. Yeah, that sounds fun. What does he think of Chicago? Oh, man, I think he had a great time. He definitely thinks we eat too much, but most people that come to Chicago feel that way. Now, let's talk about our guest this week, Nicole. From Jamaica to Boston and now packing up for Portugal, it seems like quite a journey. Josh, what did you find most intriguing about Nicole's story? I guess the most interesting thing to me is where she chose to live because it's a place that Kaylee and I have yet to visit. Um, It's not a place that very many expats go but it's one that more people should consider going. So I think that was the one thing that uh, that really interested me the most because I didn't realize um, or didn't know really beforehand where exactly she was moving. I just knew it was kind of in, the, in and around Lisbon, but not in Lisbon. Ooh, I'm interested now. Mm-hmm. We'll go there. <laughs> Kaylee, have you met Nicole before? How did she get in touch with you two? Well, Dan, she actually reached out to us, so um, I don't know too much about Nicole, which is why I'm interested to hear where where she's landing, since it's a little bit around Lisbon, not in Lisbon. But she she just um, she sent us a video on Instagram, which is rare. People don't normally send like videos through message to us there. But I think what had happened is we had put out an update on the vertical community with us buying a property, and uh, I think it was the one where we went around looking at a property that could potentially be one that we buy. And she just felt like she needed to send us a message to encourage us. She hadn't reached yeah. out to us before, but she just, you know, was going through the process and kind of knew how things were. And she's like, I just wanted to encourage you. So it was very sweet of her. Yeah, it was. And we felt like it definitely needed a response. We did a video message back. And uh, yeah, the rest is history. We, we got a little bit of her background and wanted to have her on because We feel like Nicole adds a ton of value uh, for people. I think we're starting to hear of more people doing what she's doing and doing it the way she's doing it and the way her family's doing it in the sense that they're buying first, then they're they're making their move and doing their whole visa thing after. Um, So I think that's an interesting way to do things, especially capitalizing maybe on, on, I mean, obviously prices are higher now, but capitalizing on prices where they are now as opposed to where they might be um, in a couple of years, which one would assume would be higher, but who knows. Nicole's story of embracing change, culture, and a new adventure in Portugal is up next. Stay tuned right after this short break. Worldpost.io is powered by Anytime Mailbox, which means you can get your mail anytime, anywhere, even on your smartphone. And they really have competitive pricing with their lowest package starting at $5 per month. Here's a cool feature they have. World Post can relay things from the U.S. to Europe. So that includes 
documents. <laughs> Amazon purchases. Amazon the purchases. US. <laughs> and you can get it to Portugal. And they have a variety of packages. Some include secure shredding, free junk mail filters, and things like that. I bet you love that junk mail filter. Oh, lots of junk mail. I sign up for a lot of newsletters. <laughs> She's not joking. So if you're interested in worldpost.io, you can visit the website or check the link in the show notes below. Okay, let's talk about Lusitana Dreams because what they're offering is really great. Yeah, it definitely is. And Dallas actually has grown Lusitano Dream since we first met him. So he's really getting his process dialed in. The thing that I like about it is it removes the barrier and, and choke point of the proof of accommodation. Because that's been one of the biggest things that the D7 and the D8 for the, like the long-term people have had problems with, right? Yeah, it's definitely something that is really hard to lock yourself into sight unseen. But here you can have a legitimate contract. You can rest assured that it's going to be a soft landing because you're coming into a furnished place in a good location and a livable location until you can kind of get your bearings and figure out where you really want to live. And the cool thing about it is that they can start your lease when you arrive. So you're not like burning a few months of, of cash essentially paying for an apartment or paying for a lease that you're not using. Yeah, that's one that's really hard to negotiate, trying to get a lease that starts when you want to arrive and not when you are actually applying. So the fact that they offer that as a service to where you're not, like you said, burning those months saves you a lot of money. Yep, Lusitano Dreams offers visa-friendly proof of accommodation. So that could be for the D7 visa or the D8 visa. And their properties include detached houses, apartments, room rentals as well in different locations like Lisbon, Cascais, Lule, and they're expanding too. So uh, soon to be Porto and quite possibly Silver Coast. Yeah, which is really exciting. So check out Lusitano Dreams for more information. We have a link in the show notes below. Nicole, what is up? It is very good to be able to sit down and have a conversation with you and to be able to talk about your journey to Portugal, kind of doing things a little in, in reverse from what a lot of people do. But uh, I'm excited to be able to chat with you about this. So how are you? I'm good. Thank you so much, Josh, for having me. And now that you say doing things in reverse, now all of a sudden I'm like, whoa, <laughs> what did I do? What do what do other people do? But I'm sure we'll talk about that. Um, but I'm very, I'm very, very happy to be here. Thank you. Awesome. Where are you calling us from today? Uh, right now, I'm sitting south of Boston in Massachusetts. Um, we uh, were in Portugal, as you know. We, I'm sure we're going to get into it uh, last month to close on our home there. And now we're back here to pack up. I guess that is doing it in reverse. <laughs> uh, we're back here to pack up um, and head back to Portugal in a few weeks. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't say doing it in reverse as a negative thing. I think the common <laughs> thing we find is people will tend to move here for a, a year or two. They'll be renters and then they'll find a place to kind of finally land and, and settle into. That is I think, true. What you're, I think what you're doing is is awesome, actually. And I mean, I think especially in the current market, it's going to save you money uh, because rents right now are, are out of control. Um, I agree. So, yeah, I agree. so I, I think what you've done is good. I'm sorry, I've been seeing the conversations about that, about, you know, rent and um, and having some of those conversations and the prices are absolutely not. And no one can really gauge what the market's going to do, right, for for buying. So all you, all you know, it's all a crapshoot. 
That's it. That's it. Okay. So you're, you're living in Boston now. Where are you originally from? Oh, do you hear an accent? I hear a little bit of an accent. Ah, so I'm originally from Jamaica. Okay. Um, but I moved to Boston when I was in my early teens or mid teens, I should say. Yeah. Um, and I've been here for, oh gosh, 20, almost 30 years or something. But yeah. And you're married and you have kids. I'm married with kids, two boys. Uh, there's Marley. He's 18, going off to college in Portugal. And we have Blake, who just turned 12 a few weeks ago. Love the name Marley. Uh, big Bob Marley fan. I'm, I'm assuming that's what it's from, having Jamaican roots, right? Yeah, kind of, sort of. But you know what's okay. funny? When he was younger, he did not. I mean, not that he didn't like it. He didn't care so much. But now sure. that he's a teenager in high school, you know, hanging out with soon-to-be college kids, now he's popular because of his name. You know? <laughs> now he loves it. Now he loves oh, it. Bob Marley, the legend. I mean, it's, you know, absolute classic, timeless, timeless figure, uh, I think, in right. music. Your husband Jamaican? He is Jamaican, yeah. Okay. Okay. So in Boston, what prompted the move to Portugal? Oh my goodness. So I mean, you know, my husband and I both came to uh to the States for different reasons. He came mm -hmm. to get an education, right? So he came to go to college. Um, I came to live here because my dad was living here. So, you know, to it's the equivalent of the family reunification you know, yeah. in Portugal. So basically he, I came to live with him as a, he sponsored me. Um, and, you know, it's, you know, when you're coming from a Caribbean country, right. Coming to the States is, is the thing, right. Yeah. Whether it's England or Canada, you know, in Jamaica, we call that word foreign. Like I'm going to foreign, right. Mm. <laughs> Which means abroad. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, yes. Yeah, so it's always England, Canada or, the, or the U S. And so, you know, we came to the U S and, and it was fine. I mean, I loved it. I had a great time. I, uh, went to college here, um, had a great career uh, in travel. And there's a, there was, there's always, a, or there was always a small part of me that wanted to live abroad. You know, at one point it was the South of France. Then it was Greece because it was cheap, you know? Right. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then at one point I just wanted to just travel the world. You know, when I first met my husband, the, the, the story runs that you know, I didn't want to get married. I just wanted to just travel the world, you know, um, and then I met him <laughs> and then we traveled the world together. Um, yeah. So there's a small part of me that um, always wanted to live abroad. OK. And you've been able to do that with your kids as well. Yeah, for sure. And I was able to do that with my job because I, you know, I worked in travel and I spent 13 years um, uh, at Sandals and Beaches Resorts, where I ended my career there as the regional director of sales and marketing, right? So I was able to travel not just to, you know, most of the Caribbean islands, but also to different parts of the world to conduct business. And so there's that. And then, you know, in between all of that, we had family vacations. So yeah. right now I think, you know, with my kids, Marley mostly because he's older, um, you know, I've been to, I don't know, maybe 20 countries. I'm not sure at this point, but, you know, it's been nice to travel the world with them. Oh, that's amazing. Okay, so are are you officially retired now? No. You moved on from sandals. Okay, tell me more. Yeah, no, I'm not. So five years ago, back in 2018, I um, left sandals to start my own travel consulting company. Okay. So now I work with travel businesses to help them grow their travel business. And I also uh -huh. work with hotels. So hot I, I, cons well, I consult for hotels and tour companies to also help them grow their businesses. And is this something that you'll be able to do when you move to Portugal or, or do you plan on stepping yeah. away? Yeah, because okay. I work from home. I do that from home now. 
And yeah, I'm excited because it's a part of my business that will be specifically focused on Portugal. Okay. So, so that's going to help a lot. And how so? Like, what what do you plan to do here in Portugal with um, tourism? Because it's popping off here. I mean, oh, I, oh, go, I know. If you, <laughs> if you go out right right now in, in Porto, it is it is rammed with uh, with tourists. And there's also uh, in Lisbon, there's um, I can't remember the the name of it, but it, essentially it's like Youth Day. Um, it's it's youth a Catholic. World Day. World yeah, thank Day. you, thank you, yeah. thank you. World Youth Day. So yeah. uh, essentially, the Catholic Church has these World Youth Days uh, around the globe. It's here in Lisbon, but but we've gotten a lot of overflow for uh, yeah for for the country here in, in Porto, the Diocese Day. Uh, I'm not yeah. well versed on what's happening right now, but there are a ton of kids here. It's crazy. I, I yeah, I was reading something yesterday too that uh, the article was saying that because of the influx for World Youth Day and the Pope. Um, there's probably about 30,000 people right now staying across the river of Lisbon, sure. right? So it's, you know, which is not normal. But um, sure. but yeah, so back to your question. So yes. I started this other part of my company called this. Every time I say this word, I think of my friend Irene. Hey, Irene, because every time I say saw dad, she's Portuguese, right? Uh-huh. She says, I sound like I'm saying I saw dad. So, <laughs> so I started this company called the Saw Dad Life, which is a lifestyle brand. Um, and it, you know, one thing I love about travel, but no matter where you are, whether you're here in Boston or, you know, you're in Portugal, wherever, the idea is to do the things that set your soul on fire. Right. Yep. And for me, that's travel. For me, that's new experiences. It's love. It's joy. It's a glass of wine at a sunset. But it's also, you know, getting on a plane and flying eight hours somewhere else. Right. So mm-hmm. uh, and to me the Portuguese people really encompass that in the word Sadat, right? Yes, there's, it also means sadness. Yes, there's also melancholy. But to have sadness, you have to have loved. And to have melancholy, you have to have lost something. And to feel like you've lost something, you have to have loved it. So to me, I'm okay with sadness and melancholy because it comes from a place of love. So I started this company called so the Sadat Life. Like I said, it's a lifestyle brand, but it will also um, be hosting uh, trips to Portugal. Um, and we have our first one coming up in May. So end of May, we're bringing our, uh, our second group to Portugal, actually. And then I will also be uh, on the back end of that. We'll also have a tour company where you can book tours throughout Portugal. That's awesome. Yeah. And you've already made all of these connections or, or were these connections already established through your time at Sandals? Uh, they, they, they started maybe three years ago. Okay. Um, and I've been back to Portugal several times at this point, I don't know, maybe 10 times. I've just going back and forth. I've gone there for a business trip. So I attend uh, wine travel week as well as um, BTL, which is that huge one over by uh, Expo. Um, and that's a travel that's a travel show every year, and as well as other things that I've gone where I've made those connections, as well as online are, too, right? So, yeah. What are some pe- What are some things that people should know about traveling in Portugal from from kind of the research that you've done? What are some quick tips that you can give? Oh my, you know it's so funny because you know you're in the Facebook groups too, Josh, and you see people ask, "Where should I go? Should I go to Porto? Should I go to Lisbon? Should I go? To- where should I go? Tell me where I should like." Tell me what I should like, you know? Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> which, which is a silly question because it's like, we don't know your personality exactly, at all. And, and, exactly, exactly. There's a, there's a different place for everybody. 
there yeah. is a different place. Like for me, um, you know, when I travel, I like a nice villa with a great view that's away from the city life, especially if I'm going right. to travel with my family, right? Yeah. If I'm by myself, I want to be downtown in the penthouse, you know? Yes. So, so my, you know, a couple of tips for that is to, Portugal is so small in comparison to the United States, right? Or even the state of Texas, right? Sure. It's so small. So I say just start somewhere and just be, and take the train because as you know, the buses and the trains, they're they're really great. They're clean, they're effective. They get you from point A to point B in a couple hours, right? So stay somewhere central or choose a spot and then just take the train to, to, the, to other places. Okay, nice. I like that advice. And, and you know, you mentioned bus there. I think Kaylee and I are, are slowly being won over by the buses here. And I think it's because we're starting to see train strikes affects our, our movement a little more. And yeah. buses don't tend to have that because they're, they're privatized. And uh, yeah, they, they just, they, they want to make sure that they're meeting customer needs. So uh, something like, like Flixbus or yeah. Express, both of those do a great job of getting you from A to B in about the same time as a train does and also for about the same price. So, I agree. And and yeah. I, I'm like you or I was like you where the bus, I was like, oh, man, because, you know, yes, it has a stigma. You're used to greyhounds, you know, and yes. you know, it, it's just and it smells right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And so we're like, oh, man. But um, I tell you what won me over with the bus was um, I took the train from Lisbon to Porto. I was flying out of Porto for, I forget, I forget why. I, I originally was in Porto and I found myself in Lisbon and at the second half of my trip. So I had to go back to Porto to go to fly out. And so I took one of those, I took a midnight train actually, or close to midnight uh, because my flight was at like 5 a.m., right? Um, from Lisbon. And because of the train strikes, we had to change over. I forget where, it may have been, Laria, I, I forget where, Avera, mm-hmm. one of those places. Yep. And they we had to change over from train to bus. Ah, and so okay. when I got on the bus, I was like, oh, this is nice. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> this is nice. Why have I been paying, you know, almost triple the price for the train? Yeah. Right? Like, yep. oh, this is nice. And ever since then, I've, you know, I've, I've taken the bus when I when I can. Yeah. I mean, I think I think for many Americans, the idea of, of train travel in Europe is very romantic. Yes. And the bus is not. Right. But I think after a couple of trips, you start to just become a bit more practical and say, OK, I've done the whole train thing. Like, that was nice. Like, how can I get to A to B the quickest, the most right. economical? And then right. you just do that. So yeah. those of you that want to be economical, just take just take the bus. Take the uh, bus. And and you'll be, I think you'll be more assured that you're going to get there uh, or at least leave on time. I won't say get there on time because you could hit traffic where trains and don't can, tend to And happen. you can select your seat too. And then yeah. a lot of people know that. Like on fixed bus, you can pay an extra two euros, I think. Two euros and four euros. I yeah. can't remember. And select your seat, which is, yeah. which is nice. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's very economical. Okay. So... What visa have you moved on if if you do still kind of have this remote job business happening? Have you decided to open up a business here in Portugal or are you going to do some remote work? So that's interesting. Um, 
<laughs> and it's interesting to me this week too. Well, maybe D seven found out what kind of visa I got, um, <laughs> because we applied for the D seven. Yes, but we have, my, my husband applied as the head of household. That's not a thing. It's not a box you check, but that's what we called it, right? Sure. Um, he applied as the head of the household, and then you know with the spouse and and the two children. Yeah. But we applied for the D seven under passive income because cool. we have a few rental properties here. Perfect. So we applied as a landlord. We didn't show any income. My husband still works, even though he won't be working after a few months, but he's in finance, right? Uh-huh. And so we didn't we didn't show working income. We just showed rental income. And so he got the D7, but we um, we we got help in processing our visas. Uh, we hired someone to help us, and she was the one who pointed out to me this week that my visa was is actually a DF. While my husband got a D7, I got a DF, which I just found out is that uh, family member accompanying a D7 holder or something like that. Are you aware of this? Uh, It sounds like maybe family reunification. Yeah, but it's not exactly a family member accompanying a visa holder. And then my my children got the D4, which I believe is a family reunification. Family reunification, yeah. Yeah, so we all have different visas. Um, But it amounts to the same thing, right? We still get, you know, our two-year residency, and then we can apply for a three-year residency. And then after three years, we apply for citizenship. Okay, I got it. Yeah, so the the D4 is... um, the, are your kids going to be in university or high school? Uh, university and, 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 and middle school. That's it. It's the study visa. It's yeah. The, the D, yes, the D4 is the one for studies. So I guess... Uh, well, I, may, I may have the wrong number, but I know for sure they have the family unification. Okay. Yeah. Well, it, and either way, like they're going to be attached to, like you said, your husband is kind of the, the, the principal person on the application. Right. Yes. So they're going to be attached to him as dependents and that'll be fine. That'll yeah. be fine. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. It's just funny because, you know, you don't, I don't read the fine print on the visa, you know, and sure. it's article number dot, 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 whatever. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Good to know. Listen, as long as I'm there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, I'm, I'm sure when you get here, you'll get it all sorted out uh, regardless of, of how bureaucratic things might feel. Um, there's a lot of sensibility when it comes to things as well. Yes. That's okay. Terrible. So you decided to, you decided to buy a property before moving. Yeah. How, how did this come about? Wow. So, um, <laughs> I, you know, my husband and I joke that we're just home buyers. <laughs> we find it very hard to rent, but to be fair. And I got asked this question um, in a Facebook group yesterday about, um, you know, why buy before renting and several factors. Um, you know, number one, we're home buyers in, t- in the sense that we just don't like to waste our money or we, or what we consider wasting our money on rental, right? Yeah. Other people may like that and that's okay. Uh, but also we had an idea where we wanted to settle down. We knew where we wanted to settle down and we've been going to Portugal since 2017, right? And we've been there several times across several seasons. We've built a community there. Um, so we knew exactly where we wanted to settle. So it was easier for us to find somewhere to buy. So that's why. And where did you decide to buy? Oh, so we decided to buy in Seychelles, uh, which is across the river. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. So it's, it's a little peninsula. It's a, it's a little bay between Montijo and Almada. 
or okay. Barrero, Barrero and Almada. Okay. And what, what was the buying process like? Did you use an agent? Did you have some friends help you make connections? Did you search yeah. alone? So we, we did use an agent. So we reached out to, at the time it was Century 21, um, okay. but the team is now a part of the agency in Portugal, that new company that's in Portugal. Um, and um, we reached out to uh, Iris and Iris, who used to live in Boston, actually. Um, he's Brazilian, now living in Portugal, but he used to live in Boston and he's very familiar with the New England area. Okay. And, you know, we're Jamaican, but we love New England, Josh. Have you ever been to New England? No, unfortunately, it's it's a place on my list. But uh, Boston is a city on my list that has oh, been on my list for forever. Oh, and, we love and, it. I, and I was going to visit there and then COVID hit. Like Kaylee and I had planned a trip of, of New England and we were going to do the whole like Maine, Vermont, New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Oh. Yeah. During fall, yeah. when apparently it's like the most beautiful. Where? And, uh, just traveling, just traveling down from like oh, Maine on down, that. and we were gonna see the leaves change and all that, and it didn't happen because of COVID. It's gorgeous, and Cape and the islands, right? And so we we love New England. We're you know, and so we always say, no matter where we go in the world, we'll, we'll always have a home in New England, right? Mm, okay. And so Iris now, you know, having spent some time in this part of part of the United States, um, we were talking, and he found that out about us, and he said, "Well, okay. there's a place called Seychelles." And it reminds me of Cape Cod. And we were both like, well, that's the spot, you know? (laughs) And so, but we did look at other places. So we kept, you know, we looked at, we wanted to be across the river for pricing purposes and to be away from the city, but accessible, you know, Um, or have the city be accessible. And so we looked at Montujo, we looked at, you know, other parts. We looked at uh, Azatau. Um, we looked at different places. We looked at so many houses. Um, but Iris then introduced us to uh, Leanne, right? Leanne Mumford, who is, like, like I said, was Century 21, but is now part of the agency. And uh, we, I'm going to back up a little bit because this is how we ended up seeing a lot of houses. Because as I mentioned to you, we've been coming to Portugal for or since 2017. And um, I came by myself in 2017. Absolutely loved it fell, my family was not with me, fell in love with the country, hadn't known much about Portugal prior to that. Um, and then I said to my, in my heart of hearts, I knew that I was going to come back here and spend an extended amount of time. Maybe it was retirement. Yeah. And I said to my husband, um, this is where we're going to retire. And he's like, yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. Right. He's never been like, I don't know. So we planned a family vacation in 2019 and I think he came to rule it out. I think he came to prove me wrong. And, um, you know, but to get him to Portugal, I had to add another trip to the, to the, to the itinerary. So we did Portugal and Spain. Um, and when, we, when he got to Portugal, within 24 hours, he was like, oh, darn it. I mean, he said another word, but we won't say that yeah. on the radio. But um, <laughs> and he fell in love with Portugal within, you know, the first 24 hours. So that, you know, six days later, by the time we got to Spain, he wanted nothing to do with Barcelona. Okay. You know? And it's interesting you say that because it's like it either happens or it doesn't for yeah. the vast majority of people that I know. It's either you you get it or, or you don't. And that's OK. Right. Yeah. There's, there's somewhere on this on this, you know big blue marble that people can find attractive um, and, and the place that they want to live. 
a lot of people are choosing Portugal, especially choosing Portugal over Spain. Um, right. Interesting. Okay, keep going. Sorry. Yeah, that's okay. No. So, yeah, so he wanted nothing to do with Spain. In fact, he yeah. was like, yeah, I don't think I need to go back to Spain ever. I'm good, right? Yeah. And I think it had nothing to do with Spain because I love Spain. I mean, I prefer Madrid over Barcelona, but I love Spain. Mm-hmm. I think it's just a matter of once you've been to Portugal and once your heart is there, it's a little bit different to love. You can enjoy somewhere else, but you can't really love anywhere else, right? That's it. That's it. And yeah, and so we did that in 2019. And then, you know, the, we were supposed to um, go back in 2020. And then, you know, we were going to do Scotland and England and all of that. But we all know what happened, right? Yeah. And then, um, so we, we went through that little rough patch, 2020, 2021, beginning of 2021. And Portugal was closed in 2021 to, to the U.S. Um, visitors. Yeah. And so we found out, like, in May that it was scheduled to open sometime in July to U.S. visitors. So, you know, the kids and I were already vaccinated when Marley and I were. And when my husband found out that he could go to Portugal, if he was vaccinated, he got vaccinated real quick, right? <laughs> and so um, we booked the summer of 2021. Okay. So we spent most of the summer of 2021, several weeks in in Lisbon. And so that brings me back to this part of the story where at that time we went through an agent. We went, we had an agent and Leanne met us and showed us a ton of houses. We looked in Palmela, we looked in so many different parts. Um, but we kept coming back to Seychelles. We kept coming back to it because it's, you know, it's it's that has that Cape Cod feel, it's right on the bay. It's the old city. It's 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 beautiful. It's quaint, and it has a ferry that goes into Lisbon. Yeah. Um, and I've you know then I went back several times since then. Um, looked at some houses, didn't really like it, and then fell in love with the one that we that we eventually bought. Okay, and for those listening, um, obviously you don't see anything on the screen to tell you how to. Uh, write or type in Seychelles, but it is S-E-I-X-A-L. So you can yeah. look that city up. It's, yeah, um, like Nicole says, it's just on the other side of the river. I shouldn't say just, it's south of Almada, um, in between there and Stubal. Yes. Uh, so Stubal would kind of be the, the next larger city, but Seychelles has over 100,000 people that are there. So it's it's not small. It's no, it's, it's quite, it, yeah, it's quite big, populated, developed. Kaylee and I haven't been there yet, but, um, it's, it's certainly on the list of places that, that expats go, um, maybe a little under the radar. Um, yeah, may, maybe not like after this podcast. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Listen, so, but now, you know, someone there, so we'll have a couple of drinks. That's it. Okay, so you like the the Cape Cod feel that's happening there, and and the prices I assume are not Cape Cod prices. No, de- oh my goodness, no, no, <laughs> they're definitely not Cape Cod prices, but they're definitely not Lisbon prices, Josh. Right? Okay. Um. So so there's that. So and that was know, one of the attractive things is is that the the prices were far more reasonable than what you were seeing in Lisbon. Correct. The, the prices. Well, there are a few other things. So the prices for sure. Um, the walkability for, you know, flat, it's, it's beautiful. Like I said, it's along the bay. They've built up that whole area to make it very activity friendly. You know, there are people kayaking, um, riding their bikes, running, walking, there are families at the park, there's Zumba in the park, there is yoga in the park. There's, 
you know, it's and it has a great view of Lisbon. So that's the other thing too, right? It's when you're in Lisbon, if you're on the water, you're looking across the river, it's so beautiful. But when you're across the river, you get to look back at Lisbon and there's so much going on. From parts of Seychelles, you can see the April 25th bridge as well as the Vasco da Gama bridge and, you know, all the lights in Lisbon at night. You can see, you know, Saint George Castle. It's It's beautiful. Nice. Well, I mean, that's kind of the joke uh, up here in Porto about about Villanova de Gaia. Yeah. The best part of Villanova de Gaia is is the view of Porto because you can look back at Porto. Exactly. Um, it's, it's not exactly true, but it's a little it's a little banter that the the two cities have uh, with each other. Yeah. So, what about schooling for the kids? Then um, are they going to be able to to stay at home? Is is there enough kind of options around there or? Will you be mm-hmm. sending one into the city of Lisbon for university and the other will stay nearby? So right now, uh, Marley will be in the city of Lisbon for university. Um, his goal is to get into a university in Porto within the next year or two, uh, okay. because that's the only one that we know that they do um, automotive engineering and taught in English. So for uh, okay. now, um, he will be in Lisbon. Um, so he'll, you know, he'll probably get a place across the river and that's fine. Um, you know, he's, he's grown now, right? 18 and <laughs> wants to be on his own as he should in yeah. college. Um, and then, uh, uh, Blake will be going to an international school on that side of the river. Okay. So, so what is, what's Blake's commute going to be like? Uh, 12 minutes. Oh, okay. It's a 12 minute drive. Yes. Oh, nice. And yeah. do you all plan on having a car? We do. Um, yeah. And on that side of the river, you don't really, because you could, you know, like I said, the ferry runs quite often. You can get into, into Lisbon on the ferry. You could drive, um, you know, a few times I have missed the ferry coming back from Lisbon because, you know, I partied a little bit too hard. Um, <laughs> but I've just, you know, gotten an Uber for 14 euros, but we want to have a car, not just for that reason, but for the main reason that we're explorers. Right. And also with my with my job and, all, you know, what I love to do, I want to go see these places that I talk about and that I share and that I want people to also grow to love. Right. And we want to jump in the car and go down to 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 Algarve and go to Porto and, you know, to Santa Ram or, or, or to Spain. So we will have a car. Nice. Talking about tourism. Um, just real quick, this popped into my mind. Do you organize big tours or are these like individual tours for people that are looking to uh, big tours? So big tours groups, okay. of, groups of about 12 to 15. And what's the name of your company again? The Sawdod Life. Okay. And we can put uh, links in the description section for those that Correct. are interested in that. Um, okay. Awesome. That's very cool. How did you find the buying process? Did you find it difficult or were there like were there any complications or did things go smoothly? <laughs> now we get into the, the the deep stuff. Yeah, so um it started out smoothly. It started yeah, out as it always does, I think. Oh gosh, yeah. You know, we're jaded, right? So it started out beautifully. Um, you know, saw the house, loved it, um, decided to put in an offer. Um and by the way, I should preface this by saying that it's a historic building. So it's an old city of Seychelles. It's a historic building. It's an attached building. So it's quintessentially, you know, the European style house, you know, which is, which is you know, what we wanted. Um, put in an offer back in September of 2022. Um, got the offer accepted within a couple of days of, of that. So we're still in September. 
Um, you know, you know, you put in the CPCV and they say, oh, yeah, we were like, oh, we'll close in December. They said, no, we want to close in November or whatever. Right. They gave us 60 days instead of 90, which we were OK with. Right. Our bank was OK with. It's fine. Right. Yeah. Um, and we thought, oh, we'll be in there for Thanksgiving. This is great. Right. Worst case scenario, Christmas. Um, but come to find out. The, and this is the thing that held that held it all back is that because it's a historic house and we have to give the camera notice that they're selling a historic house. And then the mm-hmm. camera has first right of refusal yeah. whether they wanted to take the house over for for I forget the word, but let's say it's called For historic public purposes. Or, yeah, yeah historic exactly. public use, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah first right of refusal, and so we had to wait for them to make a decision if they were going to take our house or not, yeah. right? And the camera for those people listening is is the municipality, the town hall, town hall, right? city hall, mm-hmm. city That's hall it. right? Yeah, and and so <laughs> that took a while, and we we're like twiddling our thumbs, like, oh my gosh, and it's that whole thing, like, what do you mean you can take my house? That makes absolutely no sense to me, right? Yeah, it hurts, um, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. So that went through, no problem, sigh of relief. Whoo, okay. Then now come to find out that the owner, the current owners were the original owners. And so it's been passed down for generations. And there are four brothers and the mom, right? Um, and the house is owned by these four brothers as they normally are in Portugal. So yeah. those siblings will own the house. But because, you know, I forget what the name of the law is, but it goes back to the 1950-something where you once after that year, you had to um, basically register your house as a residential property. And that was not registered, apparently. They did not do that. Mm. Now we had to go back to the camera to get them to, 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 to do this. Apparently it was done. But then the names were wrong. Something was wrong on the document. So we had to send it back. And that took another couple of months. And in between, now we're five, six months in, right? And in between this time, Josh, let me tell you, and, and this is one of the things I love about the Portuguese people. You know, in our initial walkthrough, we had met a contractor, right? And our contractor, George, is, is so awesome. You know, he was talking to his mom about it. His mom got on the phone and called the camera. Okay, <laughs> yeah. you know when you know when I uh, several months ago I met an Uber driver, Joao, who became my guy. You know, everybody needs a guy. Yes. In, yes. In, yes. Everybody needs a fixer, right? Everybody needs someone you can call and say, "Hey, Joao, can you drop me somewhere?" He's amazing, right? He, he's so amazing. He has a key to my storage unit in Portugal. That's how amazing he is, right? So. <laughs> Joao knew somebody at the camera and called her and she called. And so we, I had all these people working on my behalf for no reason. I And I'm not saying that there are not people here in the U.S. who would do that. I'm sure there are, but you don't encounter them so, you know, so close, frequently. Yeah. so frequently, right? Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, because of that, I, it's just, so anyway, um, with all these people calling and going back and forth, and um, I think I think George's mom may have gone to the camera. I can't remember. Like people were walking into the camera, like what is going on? Help these mm-hmm. people out. So um, eventually, and I'm skipping a lot of challenges here, but eventually we ended up closing on June 16th. 
Okay. So that so was pretty, eight months. Yeah. And so yeah, like pretty you know, protracted. Yeah. And so like you, Josh, I was listening to your podcast this whole time, you know, you talking mm-hmm. about buying this house and the challenges that you had to go through and getting things notarized and being on a on a ship, being on you know, being on the Atlantic and having to get things notarized or apostilled or whatever. That's how it was with us. Just yeah. going back and forth, going back and forth. And it was just infuriating. But at the same time, we don't want to back out for three yeah. reasons. Well, number one, we'd lose our deposit. Yeah. The owners don't want to back out because if they if they did, they would have to pay us double the deposit. Yeah. And we didn't want to back out because we love the house so much. I would have waited two years for that house. <laughs> I'm glad that you didn't have to, but yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I totally understand what you mean. I'm I'm glad that you actually brought up the kind of the story about you listening to the podcast because that's honestly a, a big reason we're having this conversation right now. So, you know, for the listener, um, Nicole reached out to us. Do you want to tell the story? Because I think it it comes a little more from your end than, than ours. <laughs> I, I only I only received the thing. How about we do this? How about I tell my story and then you tell your story? Perfect. Fair? Okay. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah, because I was listening to your podcast. By the way, I found your podcast late, right? We're late in the sense that maybe a few months ago. And so because of that, I was binge listening, right? So I was listening from the very first one till, you know, and so now I look forward to it every Tuesday, right? So oh, now I'm finally caught up and I'm following your journey about the buy house buying process. And every time you mention another uh, challenge or another, another step in the process, that's just like gut wrenching, right? I felt it in my gut. You know, yeah. you know yeah. how like when as a parent, when you're walking through the mall and someone says dad or mom, you feel that even though it's not your child. Yeah. You turn around. It's kind of like that. You know, it's like I feel I felt it in my gut. Like, oh, my God, I, I feel your pain. And you're like, oh, I'm on the Atlantic and Ocean and I have to go do this and do that. I'm like, oh, God, I feel your pain. You know, every morning waking up and looking at those WhatsApp messages. Right. And emailing people and saying, oh, by the way, nope, I can't talk to you. I'm on vacation. You know. Yes. It's another holiday. It's <laughs> yes. I felt all of that. And so um, by the time, you know, you met, you announced that you got the house, I was in my car. And I'll tell you something. I'll tell you a little secret. I was on my way to Chick-fil-A. And <laughs> I pulled over and I was like, oh, my God, I was celebrating for you. And I don't even know you. Right. But, I, you know, again, with going back to the whole feeling the things that set your soul on fire and being true and authentic to the way you feel. I I felt so much joy for you, so much joy that I felt like I needed to send you a message in the moment. Yeah. Right. And, and send so the message you did. This is the message that I did. Yeah. And I was, you know, I pulled over and I was like, I have to send him a message. Like I, I feel it in my gut. Like I needed to do this because it's just, it's just pure joy. Right. And, um, Anyway, it's, I just wanted to be true to humanity and to my feelings. And that's and yeah. so I sent you a message telling you congratulations. I sent you a video, actually, on Instagram. Yeah. Yes, you did. Yeah. Yes, you did. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm fortunate that we got that message because like you actually said in the message, you were like, I don't know if you're going to receive this. Because sometimes like, yeah, the spam folder in, in different social media accounts takes over. And yeah. they go into this like black hole where it yeah. just doesn't exist. Uh, but fortunately, no, I mean, I, I got the message. I think I got the message even the same day that you sent it or maybe the day after. And I showed Kaylee the message and I was like, we have to respond to this. Like your message to us was so genuine, but it was just the simple fact that you did it. Like 
I recognize that you took the time out of your day to kind of cheerlead for us. And um, <laughs> we were just so blessed by it. And we, uh, you know, we had a lot of fun with it. So we sent you a, a video message right back because yes, you did. I mean, that's, that's just what we do. Like, it, like being able to have kind of real connections with people, um, despite there being this screen in front of us for, for, you know, for the most part, we do have meetups where we get to meet people um, in person. But yeah, for the most part, it's the screen that kind of separates us. And it's a lot of one-way interaction when we'd rather it be two-way interaction. Uh, it was great to have that two-way interaction via, you know, sending an Instagram message, video message. Exactly. So I thank you so much for doing that. That was amazing. Thank you for responding. When I got your response, I was like, oh, I'm so, first and foremost, I was glad that you got it because I thought, yeah. like you said, it's going to end up in spam or like I said, too. But then I got, I was like, oh, I feel that. I, fe I yeah. felt that. Yeah, same, yeah. same. Well, I want to ask you because, <clears throat> excuse me, I want to ask you because you are an, an, an expat your, yourself. I mean, yes, you spent a lot of time moving as, as you moved from Jamaica and lived in the U.S., uh, but you're getting ready to embark on an expat journey in Portugal. At Expats Everywhere, we believe that living abroad transforms lives. How has living abroad transformed your life? Wow. So <laughs> it's funny you should say that, you know, me being an expat and have moved several times, it's, 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 it's first, I, I will start by saying that, um, you know, as someone who's moved from a country that's as beautiful as Jamaica to the U.S., where it is for a lot of people, it is a dream to do. I felt a little guilty saying, oh, I would like to move to another country. I felt like I was being um, disingenuous to, is that a word? Yeah. To mm -hmm. my parents. Right. Okay. Um, and I had to stop myself and say they've made the sacrifices right to to bring me here it is now my turn to live the dream to live the dream of i don't have to make any more sacrifices right i can now live the dream that they've that they've put in front of me and that dream is basically whatever i want to do right so i felt a little bit of guilt but i'm over it now right i'm over it now and i think my husband i'm not sure he, we've never talked about it but I'm, he may be in the same position right and so for me now, moving to Portugal is giving me an opportunity to, to live that side of myself that doesn't feel, um, that doesn't feel, what's the word? Not, not trapped is not the word, but doesn't feel like I'm anchored to, to one place. Um, to be able to do what I want to do because I have the means and the resources to do that. Because I acknowledge that not every passport, not every income allows people to do these types of things right and so having that opportunity to do that has really changed me it's changed me a lot and also too going back to the story of you know joao and george and his mom right um and other people who have taken us under their wings right someone who i met at lunch uh back in june uh, a Portuguese Portuguese lady who moved from Germany who found out we just bought a house around the corner and yeah. has WhatsApp me several times. Do you need me to be there for delivery? Do you want me to accept, you know, your furniture? Do you, what do you need? I will just little things like that. Uh, and again, I'm not saying it doesn't exist here, but it existed for me in Jamaica, right? Mm -hmm. it, didn't exist, it doesn't, it didn't exist a lot in the U S 
But going back to that, going back mm -hmm. to humanity, going back to love, going back to, do, to doing things genuinely has really, it has changed me, but I think it's probably more of it has welcomed me back home, if that makes sense. It absolutely makes sense. Yeah. Um, being a part of each other's stories and, and, and having that human connection is yes. super important. I mean, Very. I personally believe it's the way we're built. It um, is. So, Nicole, thank you so much for joining us on Expats Everywhere. Uh, thank you so much, Josh, for having me. This was a great conversation. And can I just tell you, listeners, it is nice to see Dan's face. Now I have now I have a face to go with the voice I hear every day. And that Josh, I see you all the time. There was nothing special here. But <laughs> <laughs> agreed. Agreed. But Dan, it's great to see you. Very kind. Thank you so much. It's wonderful to see you too. <laughs> So listener, we know that you are preparing to move to Portugal. We did everything ourselves for the D7 visa. So we have a DIY D7 course. We also have a DIY remote worker course now since they've split those up. And if you're already here, we have a living in Portugal course for you. Now the difference between the D7 and the D8 or the digital nomad visa course that you could get is if you have active income, you should be getting the digital nomad or D8 course. If you have passive income, you should be getting the D7 course. And we have a special promotion for anybody that is a listener of this podcast. If you type in podcast at checkout, you will get $15 off. So these will just guide you through exactly what you need. They stay up to date as things change. And once you purchase it, it's yours for life. So if you're not ready to go now, you can still get it and take a look and you can use it later on. And Kaylee is a mad lady and she is always updating the course so that it doesn't fall out of date. Well, I have to because they're always changing things and so it has to stay up to date. That's facts. Thank you so much for joining us this week on Let's Move to Portugal. Contact info for all the services mentioned are in the show notes. If you like the show, please subscribe. If you love the show, please tell a friend, connect with us on our socials, and if you want to help us out, give us a review on your podcast player. Expats Everywhere Presents Let's Move to Portugal is produced by Time or Money Productions. Expats Everywhere researches our guests, and we do our best to provide factual and relevant information at the time of the recording. Despite our best efforts, we can make no guarantees as to the accuracy of what you've heard in this episode. We highly recommend that you do your own research and check your own facts. 